Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, and I'm so excited to welcome to the show Holly DeVore. Holly is a physical therapist here locally. She actually works at the clinic and sometimes works with Dr. Wiggy, who has expressed his back issues on the show before. So, um, And today, I'm really excited. She's been a physical therapist for over 20 years and also teaches Pilates, and she's going to talk to us about post-pregnancy back pain for both moms and dads, because uh, we don't want to forget the dads. They pick up babies, too, and um, there's a lot of dynamics happening there, too. Mm -hmm. So, and and obviously, I need to hear what Holly has to say, because my uh, 41-year-old postpartum body is going to be here in just a few weeks. So, um, anyway, tell us, Holly, thank you again for joining us. Talk to us about <clears throat> post-pregnancy pain. It feels like we, I mean, my back is hurting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's okay. I've been fine, actually. I have been doing regular chiropractic care and trying to stretch and remain active as much as possible mm -hmm. and do all the things I can. But I think we assume, oh, once the baby comes out, my back's going to feel better because mm -hmm. I won't have all this extra weight in front of me and so forth. But that's not always the case. And sometimes it can be worse postpartum, it seems. So talk to us about why that happens. All of that is true. It, it's amazing. I mean, having babies, we've been doing this for eternity, right? It, it should be super simple and we should bounce back once the baby's out. Um, that's not necessarily true. Um, research actually shows that about 90% of the women will have some sort of back pain while they're pregnant. And then 75% of those, that 90% will continue with back pain after. And we're just you know, that's the last thing you want to have to deal with when you've brought home a new baby. When we know how time consuming little precious babies can be and and moms are great at taking care of children, but not so great at taking care of themselves. So I just wanted to give you some information today on some common causes of back pain after pregnancy and then some treatment things um, and just more awareness of how to take care of your body afterwards. And just like you said, we don't want to forget the dads. Um, of course, they don't have the babies, um, but they carry all the baby stuff around. Um, and they also help take care of some of the child care duties. So we want to make sure that they're fit and healthy too, so they can help mom. Yeah. Um, car some of the, and I, oh my I, gosh, they weigh a ton. Anytime, <laughs> anytime I can, I'm like, hey, can you please carry this? Um, exactly. Exactly. I know they're kind of, I don't know if they're controversial, but we got one of the ones that pops up onto wheels and it, it doesn't become a stroller, but I'm just like, this is going to be way better because I'm going to carry this. Oh as gosh. As possible. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember a friend of mine brought her daughter, her newborn daughter to work and she was in her car seat and she called me and she's like, Hey, can you come meet us at the front so I can get all the baby stuff out? And I was like, great, I'll hold the baby that thing weighed probably 25 pounds. And I thought I was going to die by the time I walked back to the office. I feel and like I can't imagine be, having to do that. I know there's got to be something that's more or ergonomically correct at this point. We have so many other things that are, but anyway, that's a maybe, and maybe we'll we have to put our heads together, maybe come up with something for that. <laughs> so tell us what is it that's causing this postpartum back pain? What is happening in the body that it doesn't just magically go away? 
Right. Well, there's there's quite a few things that are going on, but just from a body standpoint, we have these babies, we we um, you know, are growing these precious little ones and we gain weight. And we our center of gravity shifts and to accommodate for that weight gain that we have and helps us not to fall down, our pelvis actually tilts and it anteriorly tilts. And all that means is um, the front of your pelvis um, moves forward, um, puts an arch in your low back. Um, so to help support the weight of the baby in the front. Um, However, that is not a position that we want to be in for a long period of time because it can cause sciatica. And some women actually experience that during um, the pregnancy, but it is very common after pregnancy because once we've gone from that severe um, anterior pelvic tilt to help support the baby, the baby's gone, the body shifts back, but the your muscles and all of your ligaments and tendons that have kept you in the original position are not strong enough when we go back to our, um, what we consider our normal positioning. So it's just the shift in gravity, but we're not strong enough to support it. So that's part of what, why right after you have the baby, um, we feel that kind of intense pain in our low back or sometimes even have sciatica. Um, the other part of this is hormones or hormones. You know, while your body is preparing to have a baby, one of the major hormones that is produced is called relaxin. It does exactly like it says. It relaxes the muscles and joints and ligaments to help us prepare to birth a child. Um, while that is great for that process, afterwards, um, we still hold on to this hormone for a good three months. Um, if you breastfeed even longer. So now we have all of these really lax joints, all these really stretched out muscles, and we're just not strong enough to support the low back. Um, when we talk about muscles, we're talking about your core muscles too. Um, and those are the ones that um, help support the back. You always have to think about your core um, like a sandwich, like a peanut butter sandwich. The peanut butter in the middle is your spine. The bread is the your core from the front or abdominals, and then the mus muscles on the back that support the spine. So both of those areas of that sandwich are weak. And when we're asking our bodies to move and pick up babies and breastfeed and even turning over in bed, if those muscles aren't strong enough and those ligaments haven't returned to their normal um, mobility, we, we get pain. It causes a lot of pain. Yeah. One of the other things I don't want, um, I think there's probably a dispute between women that um, have vaginal deliveries and women that have the C-sections. If you think you have a C-section and you won't have the back pain after having a vaginal delivery, that's really not true. Um, something that can happen when women have C-sections are scars from when they sew us back up. Um, those SARS, scars can, uh, that tissue can adhere and um, when it does, it again changes the uh, angle of your pelvis and it can cause pelvic pain and low back pain. Mm. So those are just a few of things that naturally happen to our bodies that can cause pain, um, this postpartum pain. Now, there are other things that happen um, just in taking care of a child that cause back pain too. Um, your daily posture. 
So when we talk about feeding babies, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of great equipment out now, those positioning pillows. And I think when I was, when I had my daughter, they were called a bumpy maybe, um, but it helps to support the baby while you're breastfeeding. We think about when you breastfeed, you're, especially a newborn, they're eating sometimes around 12 times a day. That's a lot <laughs> of holding that child in a specific way um, to, to eat. And if your child was like mine, she was a healthy eater and she weighed about 10 pounds when she was born and 10 pounds um, holding someone that way for 12 times a day um, really causes back pain and not just low back pain. Um, a lot of moms also experience neck pain and that mid-back bra line pain. A lot of that is postural. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, just constantly bending over to pick things up off the floor, picking up the baby from the crib, putting them on changing um, the changing table, getting them in and out of cars. If we're not um, engaged in correct posture while doing those activities, it just puts us at risk for injury. Um, you I know, you I and I were just talking about. I, I would all, because I have a very a narrow hip, so I'm kind of straight up and down. So to hold mm -hmm. a child on my hip, I have to jut it way out. And I always, yes. like, that's always been an issue for me. So I'm trying to like plan this time how I'm not going to do that. We'll see how it goes. But <laughs> That's true. Because when you do that, it makes the pelvis unlevel and then it causes one one um, stabilizer to become stronger than the other. And then you have an imbalance and, right. you know, the yeah. back pain starts. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And that's, so many I'm things, glad right? you brought that up. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one of the things for dads. We don't think about that when the dads carry babies on their hips. Yeah. Um, same thing happens for them. Right. So a lot of um, a lot of the pain that we have um, is, you know, we've done it to ourselves, really. It's just the postural component. Sure. Um, and maybe just not engaging our core properly. But if your muscles are weak, it's hard to engage them. Right. So obviously, after childbirth, we want to make sure we're making time for recovery and not overly mm -hmm. working our muscles. But obviously, it's also important mm -hmm. to begin that re-strengthening process with our back to our normal alignment or as we move into normal alignment. So how do you suggest that new moms get started assessing when they're ready and what are some early steps mm -hmm. to take to re to re-strengthen um, the pelvic area in the back with that new Absolutely. the return of the appropriate tilt. <laughs> yes, when we want that to be back where it's supposed to be. Um, part of it, you'll listen to your physician. So women that have um C-sections, your doctor's gonna let you know just for the healing process of what um, happens to get the baby out, <clears throat> excuse me, there's going to be a period of time where you can't do um, certain exercises. But there are some things that you can start the day the baby is born um, in helping to engage those muscles and work on not just the pelvic floor, which is very important, but also the deepest layer of the ab muscles. These are the ones that actually connect to your spine. Um, and, and they're a great way, it's an easy way to start literally when you're in the hospital. Um, you want to do things that just gently activate pelvic floor, your diaphragm, and the deepest um, muscles. There's 
a simple exercise and I'll, I'll just talk to you about it now. If you make the sound shh, the only way you can make that sound is by activating your pelvic floor and your diaphragm and your abdominal muscles. So you can lie in the hospital room and start making the shush sound and that will instantly engage those muscles. And that's a very easy exercise that you can go ahead and start with to help support the spine. That's and that's so day fascinating. one. I'm sitting here thinking about too, like that's the sound that babies are used to in the womb and that we make as moms. It's like, oh, God ordained exactly. all this to work together. <laughs> that's so cool. I, I, I know, isn't that, that amazing? That yeah. So if you want to even do it now, put your hand on your lower abdominal and just make a good shh sound and you'll feel the muscle instantly push into your hand. That's amazing. It's I, amazing. I, I will spare our listeners listening to me. Shut, so. <laughs> but it's very good. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah. So are there any other early kind of pelvic floor or tilt yes. exercises that maybe we don't do on day one, but that we can think about beginning to do relatively. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things as even a Pilates instructor, what I like to do for persons that have low back pain or back pain in general is begin all exercises in a neutral spine. And basically that, that means just lying down, lying down on a semi -firm, firm surface. So not on the couch, not on a soft bed. If you can get on the floor, that's probably the best place to start with your knees bent. And all you're going to think about is bringing your belly button to spine. So that is an easy activation um, after the baby is born um, to help just engage and learning how to engage that again. I tell a lot of people, it's the same feeling you would feel if you're putting on pants that are too small. So, you know, we're trying to button those pants. We pull our stomach in to try to button. It's that same engagement that you're looking for. Gotcha. And then you do that engagement with your shuff sound. And that's how you know that you've activated those deep abdominals. That is a simple one that you can go ahead and start. There are also a lot of pre uh, postnatal yoga, postnatal Pilates that you could start about six weeks out of right. um, after delivery. And if you've if you're concerned about um, postpartum care or even postpartum um, low back pain. If you know a um, or have access to a pelvic floor therapist, I would highly recommend it. And it's not that you have to go a hundred times and, and get benefit from it, but it is a good place to start in retraining how to activate those pelvic floor and deep abdominal muscles to help support your spine. Yeah. Um, especially for women, there is a strong correlation with postpartum um, low back pain, pelvic floor weakness, um, and sometimes even just correcting pelvic floor will resolve that low back pain. Um, they all fit, it all fits muscles together, too. right? Yeah. It all fits so, together. It all fits together. What do together. we want to make sure in those early days that we're avoiding any, any types of engagement that can actually exasperate the pain or, you know, uh, hinder Absolutely. our recovery? Absolutely. So things that we want to be mindful about, some of the exercises that you might have done in the past to help strengthen your core, like sit-ups, um, oh gosh, inverted Vs, um, that re reverse abdominal, anything where the pelvic 
area is crunching or any of that term crunch are things that we want to avoid. Um, not only um, does it put a lot of stress on the spine, especially if we're not prepared for it, but it increases um, um, abdominal pressure, interdominal pressure. And if you have a diastasis, which is separation of the abdominal wall, which does can happen for, for women, um, it basically makes that worse. And a diastasis is um, when the, the wall separates and you can end up with hernias. It causes a lot of low back pain. Um, so no to crunches, no to any of that abdominal work. You can do a plank or you can do um, standing marches, anything where the spine is in neutral, but nothing where you're going into a flex posture um, for that, just to prevent that from happening. One thing um, I've also heard, and, and you tell me if this is helpful, um, and maybe this is more so during like early pregnancy and um, you don't want to do anything that's going to, that makes your abdominals create kind of like a cone because that's, that's right. like that pressing out versus the tucking in. And we don't want to exasperate that. <laughs> that's exactly right. So one thing that you can tell with even in yourself, um, if you, let's say you try to do a sit up and you see your abdominal wall pooch out, mm -hmm. um, that is, that that's letting you know that your abdominals are not strong enough to do that exercise. We see, I actually see that a lot in people who haven't had children, mm -hmm. um, where their abdominals are so weak that we call it the bulge mm -hmm. and it looks like a bulge. And basically that is your abdominal contents pushing out against your, um, your muscles. And that's, that's basically what happens when you have the diastasis. So we want to avoid, avoid the cone or the bulge at all costs. Gotcha. Yeah. So that yeah. neutral spine matters very much at the beginning. Um, Absolutely. We, we talked about positioning pillows uh, for a second, a little bit ago. Um, one thing I, the one that I love that I have is called the breast friend, B R E S T. Um, I really love it because I, you don't have to lean forward and it really, it, it adjusts with where you need to go and it's, it's firm. So the baby's not squishing into it. Do you have Perfect. any preferences that are the one that you have seen work well for your clients or any suggestions on the way that that is positioned to actually help support, not hinder. Absolutely. And that the description that you just said is what I would look for in any sort of positioning pillow. So you don't holding the baby in your arms and trying to breastfeed or even for some women, I know a lot of women like to breastfeed with the baby lying down. Um, in the bed, I would be concerned about that only for a postural um, impact that it can have where you're basically shifting your upper body, a heavy weight, um, a lot of um, just contortion basically to feed these babies. You want that perfect alignment and neutral spine is what we're looking for. So any um, positioning tool that helps your neck your mid back and your lumbar spine to sit up nice and tall that you're not leaning over and you're not curved in your shoulders is going to work best. Also the firm surface or the, the more of that, um, like a Tempur-Pedic type right. feel surface for the baby. Yep. So that is, that is great because it provides comfort for them, but then you're not having to readjust them so much. You can get them in the position that they need to be in 
they stay there, they nurse, and then you're able um, to have, you know, less stress on your back in your neck. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this, but or mentioned this before, you know, you hear now this terminology called tech neck, where the head has been over from texting so much. That's the same thing that happens to moms when we're breastfeeding or we have that poor posture. Um, the amount of resistance that is going through your neck and upper back when you're bent over in that position, it, it's an amazing amount of weight through those joints. And it, it causes so much pain and um, just abnormality of how the joints are positioned. So anything that's going to keep you in that upright neutral position is what we're, you want to look for. Right. And I think like um, in the, if you are going to lay down, the a firmer surface that you're you can mm -hmm. keep that neutral spine like laying on your side with the baby yes. right there seems to be better than the kind of crunching against pillows and that kind of thing which like you said Absolutely. makes you clear forward even though it might be minor it's still happening right yep if you're so, doing that you know for hours at a time i mean some babies they like to eat <laughs> yeah. yes they do uh, the other thing, they like to snack uh, right they like to snack. Yes. The other thing you would want to think about when you're lying on your side is just a simple fix, just like you did when you were pregnant, slap a pillow between the knees. Um, that just puts you, your pelvis and your lumbar spine in neutral alignment. So that's instantly going to take some pressure off the back. Yeah, that's awesome. How about lifting the baby? So this is, oh, you know, no. yes, because I mean, you know, we have the little like floor play areas and then we have the crib and we have the bassinet and we have the bouncers. So there's a lot of up and down and up and down um, and into the car seat. So if we do yes. that incorrectly time and time again, or we're constantly straining, I can imagine that that's not going to be helpful for recovery or back pain. So what are some postural things we need to keep in mind when we're lifting those blessed babies? So on average, we pick our babies up at least 50 times a day. That just seems, actually, it doesn't even seem like enough <laughs> for how much I had to pick my daughter up. That seems like a very small number. Yeah. Um, but the things, you know, that's a lot of mobility. That's a lot of bending down and standing back up. And one of the things you want to think about anytime you're going to lift a child or these are just good lifting body mechanics for anyone, you want to keep the baby and or whatever else you're lifting, the car seat, the pack and play, all of these, you know, paraphernalia for those kids, you want to keep it as close to your body as possible. Um, the closer an item is to your center of gravity, the less stress it ha it puts on your back. Um, so always bring that baby in really close before you try to stand up. Um, mm -hmm. Again, you also don't want to rush which that sounds crazy when you have kids, because that's all we're doing as mothers are rushing around, but you want to be very mindful in what you're doing. Um, when in doubt, make your shush sound to make sure the core is engaged before you um, bend at the knees, right. bring the baby close and then make that shush sound as you stand up. Um, right. That just makes sure that your core is engaged while you're doing that activity. You um slot down more and keep that baby close to us more than we want to like deadlift the baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You do not want to deadlift the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that even and sounds it, bad. So <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
The other thing you want to think about is you can also do a lunge um, to pick the baby or, or the baby things off the floor. But if you're going to do that, just make sure that this, the back is straight. So we don't want to do a lunge bent over. We want to keep it a, that again, that neutral spine is so important, even as you're lunging down to pick something up. Mm -hmm. um, also, the biggest thing is just make sure that the core is engaged when you're doing these things. It's, you know, we want our, our body works wonderfully. Um, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to think about how to get from point A to point B. It just happens. However, after you've had delivery and we know this area is, is not as strong as it needs to be, just make sure you engage your core um, before you're doing any of these activities. And right now you are going to have to consciously think about it. But if you do that on a consistent basis, it will become a habit and you won't have to, but you'll know that your spine is supported. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's talk specifically about the dads for a minute. So is there anything, obviously all these things matter to them too, as far as bringing the, the, the baby or the object in and that kind of yeah. thing. Is there anything specific to them that they need to do to, you know, carrying all this heavy stuff and the baby around and I would argue that we often will like load them up with extra things. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the pack mules. Molly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So are. yes, they are. They are. And they're wonderful. Um, one of the things you've already mentioned this about how you carry your baby on your hips. Um, you know, anytime you are hiking one hip up and you're placing weight on it, such as the baby, um, it, it creates an imbalance in your pelvis. And then it just puts a lot of stress on your spine. So, you know, making sure that they have correct posture too, or using those baby carrying straps that are so popular now just yes. to help give you support. Yep. Those are great. Kind of embarrassing great how way. many baby carriers we have as we're preparing for this baby. Like that we have okay. the newborn wrap and then we have one that's for mm -hmm. when they're a little bigger, that's, that's like faster to put on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with, um, with Wiggy and his struggles, we have one that's like, sticks out a little bit that you can sit the baby on so that it's mm -hmm. the, their weight is evenly distributed some of these are hand-me-downs i have a sling someone gave me a sling to use <laughs> um we are we are good in the carrier department and and i think that's so important because i wish mm -hmm. i had i always had carriers from other boys but i ended up not using them as much and i wish i would have because probably would yeah. have um save myself but there's something about being a new mom again over 40 that you're like this is going to matter more this time I'm doing it I'm going to do this right so you have to yeah. be so prepared yeah. well and I would encourage the dads to do the exact same pelvic floor and abdominal strengthening as the moms um they have pelvic floor muscles too. They're just a little bit different than ours, but those, those exercises help them as well to help support their spine, their low back. And everyone needs a strong abdominal. I don't care if you're having babies or not. Right. Um, it will carry you far in life. Um, the way that we move around is because we have a spine and there are muscles that attach to the spine. And those are the ones that help you with your stability and strength. So I would encourage the dads to get in line with mom and do those exercises. Hey, yeah, that's and good. Everybody's um, just going to be good bonding time. <laughs> good bonding. It is. Time. It's a good good reason for them to go rock and shush them, right? So, and uh, that's right. There. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. And you're just going to be shushing everybody, so it's, right. it's a that's great right. thing. That's right. Awesome. Well, Holly, this has been such a 
breadth of knowledge. And I do want to point out to our audience, make sure you check out in the show notes if you are a um, a new mom or even if you're not a, and you'd like to consult with Holly about some of the work that she does to help heal some of these back issues, um, look out for the link in the podcast notes that for a complimentary consult with her to discuss maybe some lingering pain you have as a mom or it, as a dad or um, any plethora of, of issues that you might have struggling with alignment and that kind of thing. I know they do a great job there and she will be happy to help you. So make sure you take advantage of that. Any last tips for us, Absolutely. Holly, before we go? Just enjoy that sweet baby. You're going to have the best time and girls are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I know I'm, I'm, I feel very like ill-equipped, but also, I mean, <laughs> I've done babies and kids like, you know, I, but mm -hmm. like the girl thing is just so it feels a little overwhelming I'm gonna just I'll be honest I'm like you know They're it's very, very exciting too to finally hopefully have my own sidekick instead of Wiggy having four of them <laughs> I know well you know she might be Wiggy's sidekick you never oh, know no doubt no doubt she will be he he will she will be wrapped around his finger, no doubt. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you, Emily. Bye, everybody.